West Tigers fans, it's officially official. Jerome Luai is coming to the West Tigers in 2025. Come celebrate with us here on the West Life Podcast. Welcome in to another episode of the Westlife Podcast. I am your host, Josh Barnett. Uh, joining the boys again. We weren't planning on yeah, doing an episode probably till the trials, but we couldn't help ourselves. The great news today that Jaroom Luai uh, is coming to the West Tigers in 2025. Press conference today. We've got some clips we'll go through and uh, have discussions with the boys about yeah how we feel about this. I think it's going to be 99% positive. I've seen, yeah, just judging by the reactions of West Tigers fans on the socials today, it seems like most people, now that it's official, uh, are on board. So, But uh, look, if you've got any opinions, feel free to drop them in the comments. So shouts to everyone joining us on the YouTube and the Facebook streams. Um, yeah, all our usuals, St. Shane, Gussie, Jason, Carla, all those, yeah, some familiar faces in there and some new ones as well. So our last episode uh, we did about the uh, old mates leaving the club and uh, Shane Richardson and uh, Barry O'Farrell joining the club. Yeah, that episode, literally that YouTube uh, episode went viral and triple times the second biggest video ever so shouts to everyone who's a new listener and on board with us and happy new year uh join join us for 2024 as we get closer to the trials in february when's the first trial as i'll go to you first and happy new year as yeah g'day josh g'day rob happy new year to you both happy new year as well to all of our listeners um i think the first trial for us is maybe this the 15th of uh, February or something like that, the 15th, 16th, 17th. It's somewhere around there. And a man who uh, is very happy with this news, a man who, look, he, uh, I'll give you a shout out straight away, Rob, in our Discord, we looked it up this afternoon. You told our Patreon members, patreon.com forward slash Westlife, you want to support the show and join us in our official Discord. And yeah, even in the offseat, obviously with the Jerome Luai saga the the guys were uh, very antsy guys and girls very antsy uh, the last few weeks even over the christmas period and that sort of thing people were like when's when's it going to be official when's it going to be official and rob you literally said it was happening what did we what did we look up today i think it was october late october that you said this was going to happen yeah october and happy 20- new year to you thank you october 25th guys uh, happy new year boys happy new year everyone uh, look, what a way to start the year for West Tigers fans. It's it's great news that we actually finally got our man. Uh, you know, we've been after him for a while. Uh, I was told it was a done deal, you know, a few months ago, actually prior to November 1, when we're officially meant to negotiate. Uh, but obviously, and I can only assume this, this is from no knowledge, obviously Canterbury came in at the 11th hour um, and, you know, threw a curveball in there and, and given, you know, Luai was coached by Seraldo and got mates in Burton and Crichton and Kikau, uh, you know, at Canterbury, I think that might have sort of 
you know, thrown a spanner in the works and he might have had second thoughts. So uh, obviously Benji's got this over the line. He, he loves Benji. We, we heard that in the press conference today. He's got a great, you know, relationship. He's very close with him. Uh, and look, yeah, some might say we've paid overs, but look, we'll, we'll go into detail more, but you, you can't buy that sort of confidence. Uh, and to have a player of his caliber, won three premierships in a row, played State of Origin in his prime, not getting him in his late 20s or early 30s, in his prime mm. with his hopefully his best years ahead of him. It's a coup for the Tigers. We finally get the monkey on it off our back about, you know, we can't sign anyone. Uh, and look, he's a great signing. He's not the best signing we've ever made. Shane Richardson's the best signing we've ever made. I'm sure <laughs> this, this, this might have turned pear shape if he wasn't there. He's a smart operator. He knows what he's doing. And yeah, I, I just you know I think it's onwards and upwards, guys. It might not so much be twenty twenty four, but you know we've we've changed the board, we've changed all the staff. It's just looking really positive, guys. And finally, as a fan base, we've got hope, or at least I have anyway, because I haven't had hope for a long time. I've renewed my membership finally after six or seven years in the wilderness. So ah, good. Happy to be happy to be back on board as a member. Always loved the team, but hated the freaking club. But now I can just let all that shit go and just enjoy my footy like everyone else on the weekend. And and there's plenty to look forward to, guys. We're in, we're in a really good position right now. Uh, Randomizer mentioning what I was going to ask you next. Paul Lee must be seething right now. Well, Mr. Lee, uh, Rob, he said in the media that him being sacked will put contract negotiations uh, in jeopardy, I think were his words. And... Turns out that's not the case. It turns out not the case. That's not the case. To be fair, I mean, he probably said that. He probably got a microphone put in his mouth twenty four hours after he was pushed out the door. So he's he's probably a little bit of sour grapes there. Um, to be fair, apparently Justin Pascoe had a bit to do with the negotiation, and it mm. was well underway. So you know, I'm not like I say. I I think both those blokes, as hard as they tried, they were terrible for our club. Um, but obviously Pascoe had some input there that was rather good but to be fair I, I don't think I think Jerome Luai's loyalty I don't think people realize how close he is with Benji Marshall off the field like it's not just the fact that he's played with him and against him and all that sort of stuff they don't realize how close they are Benji Marshall is the reason Jerome Luai's at the club so uh, look congratulations to everyone that got the deal done Benji even Pasco definitely Shane Richardson for closing the door because that's one thing we've always never done we look like we have our man and we lose him. You know, we had Josh Adokar, we lost him. We had Latrell Mitchell, we lost him. So it's just good that we've got this over the line and, and you know, we can build our club around this guy. And uh, look, I yeah, don't, don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but just very happy. You know, I, mm. I, I just love what he's about in terms of how much he believes in himself on the field. And we, we've lacked that, guys. We've lacked, you know, if, if Luke Brooks had Jerome Luai's confidence, he might be a, a different player. You know, it's very hard to get a play with that sort of confidence. And the fact that he's actually achieved so much for his club, for his state, for, for you know, his native Samoa, um, you know, it's, it's a great coup, guys. Like, anyone that's saying we've paid too much, give yourselves an uppercut, seriously. Yeah, yeah I guess dollars don't equal confidence, do they? Exactly. In, uh, Luke case. As just on that, I'll, I'll throw that to you in terms of $1.2 million per year in an increasing cap. I mean, like Rob just said, for an elite half, yeah, it's not it's not paying overs. Like we're literally getting a state of origin spine member, whether you like him or hate him, he's one of the best halves in the cold best sixes. He's gonna be trying 
become a half, but yeah, $1.2 million a year, it had to be done, like, surely. Yeah, the thing, I, in my opinion, that you've got to keep in mind is the fact that the salary cap is going up. So a $1.2 million now, three, four years ago or whatever, probably would have just been a $1 million uh, percentage-wise mm. when it comes to the cap. So I don't think it's paying overs necessarily. I think if we're going to get that quality of a player um, and they're going to improve the team and the fact that we could potentially get uh, other high quality players want to come to the club to play alongside him to play under Benji Marshall. Um, I think there's a lot of potential there. So the benefits, it, it is, it is fairly risky, I suppose, but the benefits far outweigh the risk in my opinion. Also too, Josh, you know, looking at future players that might come to the club, we could actually snare those guys at market value. Like we don't mm. have to pay overs for every single play. If we become a club where, you know, like yeah. Lee and Justin always try to make us out to be a destination club that we're not. Suddenly when you've got, you know, a strong front man like Shane Richardson, a personality like Benji Marshall, and hopefully his coaching can do a bit more talking this year in, instead of all the potential of it. And then you've got someone like Jerome Luai. You've already got Appy Corusau there. You've got a gun fullback in Jareem Buller. Uh, you know, you've, you've got a, a great hooker coming up behind uh, Appy Corusau as well. There's a lot of potential there. We've got some good young forwards. So people will want to join our club if we're competitive. So we, we need a guy that can make us competitive. And I think Luai is that guy. He might, might not be a, a number seven per se, but he, he relished that role with Samoa. So mm. I, I don't know how people could get upset. I mean, look look at who we were able to get, you know, this last offseason to play number seven, Aiden Caesar like four years out of the NRL and, and hopefully he'll do a good job for us this year. But like, that's how hard yeah. it is to get a quality half. So I, yeah. I don't, I don't think it's such a bad thing and, and what he might not bring, you know, in some ways he's going to bring in other ways with his confidence and that'll rub off on the I other players. Uh, I just saw a comment. I'm going to bring Scott saying, can we push to get him this year? Look, Penrith, there was a lot of talk about trying to get him early you don't get players from a from a team that's going for a fourth straight premiership. You're never ever going to get a club to just cut their half in the middle, not the middle of January, but January. They're in the preseason for this season. They're not going to just let their five eight go. They they yeah, they're a professional outfit, and they're going to try and get him a fourth straight premiership. So there's there's no way we're going to get him this year. So just um, we have to be patient. I guess got to wait. 28 more games before we get him. Uh, righto, let's get to the press conference and we'll start with our first clip here. So if anyone missed the presser, he is Jerome. Basically, the first thing he said uh, in that press conference today. Well, press conference this today. Normally, we get a press release from clubs with a few quotes and that's it. We're doing it quite differently. Yeah, just a, a chance for me to, to own this decision. Um, yeah, and just uh, I think it's a great way to show that it's coming from my mouth, not from anybody else's. When did you make a decision? Because there's obviously that conjecture mm. before Christmas. Mm. When did you officially decide? Yeah, not too long ago, man. So it's, it's been up in the air for a while, and like I said, it's been the toughest decision I've ever had to make, you know. It's been back and forth. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's been back and forth, and obviously... Um, there's some clubs that have been documented have been right in there and um, there's been some clubs, um, yeah, who, who um, it hasn't come out. 
So the other voice says his manager, I can't remember his name. Sorry, you Rob, you might might know it there. So he does mention that we're obviously the Bulldogs were named as one team going after him. And he says he only made the decision basically this week, even though he told teammates that he's leaving for the Tigers apparently just before Christmas. But Rob, what are your thoughts uh, on all that other teams? I mean, the fact, look, if he did choose us, I think our money would have blown every other offer out of the water. I don't know what other clubs would have had 1.2 mil over five years to throw at him. But, yeah, the fact that he's still chosen us with a lot of offers, apparently, that's uh, that's a good sign too. Yeah, it's a great sign. Look, I, I was told, as, as I told you guys privately in October, um, that it was a done deal, it was four years, and it was $4.4 million. Now, obviously, Canterbury's come in and, and really, you know, thrown a spanner in the works, as I said earlier. So for, we've obviously upped the offer by a year and we've upped it by another 100000 a year. So Canterbury were a serious contender. Uh, it was always going to be hard for Penrith, you know, to keep their stars. I mean, when you win three premierships in a row, you know, your, your market value of each player goes up. So unless you're the Roosters and the Storm that constantly, you know, seem to fraud the the salary cap, um, you know, it seems like Penrith, they they have to let players go. And they've done, they've lost a player or two every year, as we've seen now with Crichton. They're, they're going to lose Luai next year. They lost Kickout last year. They lost uh, Burton the year before. So it's just very hard to keep. So, look, I, I just, one thing I want to say that's digressing slightly, Josh, is I just hope the West Tigers, and I, I know we will do this from hearing what Shane Richardson said, I just hope we really get our junior pathways sorted out properly because Penrith have this wonderful capacity to replace players, you know, with, with nobodies and they suddenly they're just ready made for first grade. So yeah, yeah, while it's great to acquire your Luis and you do need your, your few stars, as Shane Rich, Richardson said uh publicly recently, the, the teams that he's won premierships at with South and with who was it, Penrith, uh those teams had eight juniors roughly in those you know squads of 17 mm. so we need like we need our Lou eyes and we need our stars we need our chorus hours etc etc but we've got to find a way of just getting that talent coming through and and hopefully now by having you know guys like Luai there and chorus you know some of these juniors that would be targeted by your roosters and your storms and whatever we've got to find a way of making them like really love our culture and wanting to be tigers you know for a long long period of time but the reality is hopefully we're in a position one day where we win three premierships in a row and we can't afford to keep everyone and they end up moving on. But let, let's get to that stage first. But, you know, I, I yeah. think we've just got to set it up from grassroots level. You, you just can't keep buying players to be successful. You've, you've got to have it come from within. And we have done that, it seems like, with Jareen Buller. But, you know, guys like Tedesco have been targeted by the Roosters and, you know, your Mitch Moses and, and those guys, and they leave us when they look like they're showing a lot of potential. So, yeah. you know, when we get guys coming through now, like your De Silvers and what have you, we, we want to be able to keep those guys. We don't want them going off somewhere else. We, we want to make them want to want to stay West Tigers, you know, for as long as we can. As we go back on the salary cap, to go on Rob's point there, the young, guy, young kids coming through, that's kind of what Penrith, have done, haven't they? They've got their established stars on the big bucks and then you've got the kids coming through who will be on their first contracts and obviously the guys like Crichton and that sort of thing. Eventually, unfortunately for them, they become unaffordable, but they do have that line of talent 
coming through. So if we've got our spine sorted, what the big money players of Appy, uh, Jerome, uh, Buller's got a bit of a uh, pay rise. I think Steph is getting a, getting a fair amount of coin as well. Yeah, getting those juniors around those players, that's the uh, the formula for success for most teams that win a comp. Yeah, um, while Gus was there, it, he was pretty adamant um, about their five-year plan, which took a little bit longer than five years. But um, it in the end, it worked. Um, they had the junior pool that they were picking players from. Um, they were developing down in the lower grades, and they were playing together in the lower grades, and then they came up and played together in the top grade. It was They had that one year in 2019 where they finished 10th or 11th just under us, I think it was. Um and they weren't that far off in a lot of games in that season. Um, they absolutely blew the Knights out of the park in the final game of that season, which was impressive and honestly really set them up to have a crack uh, at the start of 2020. And they had that really long win streak in 2020. And as as they gained chemistry and they played a lot more together, it just started to click and it just started to work. And they've been able to really keep that momentum going for the last few years. But yeah, as a, as a result of all their success, now those players are commanding a lot more money. Um, they're not going to be able to keep them all, as we've seen, because like they've lost Appy, they lost Kickout, they lost Burton, Crichton, uh, Leota as well, um, probably others that I can't quite think of off the top of my head. So cut with success comes those players, yeah, commanding a lot more money. And um, if they want to go and earn that money elsewhere, they're very much in their rights to do so. Yeah, anyone that... Uh, begrudges someone, be it a Panthers fan or whatever. He's literally the Panthers offered him what eight fifty. So it, say they were offering him eight fifty to say the five years. That's an extra three hundred fifty grand for five years. It's over a mil and a half difference in salary. If you begrudge someone, and these guys can only work if they're lucky, they can only play until their mid thirties. If you begrudge begrudge someone for a $1.5 million difference in salary. Like, like you need your head checked. Like, seriously, who who's not going to uh, – and, like, it's only switching football teams too. It's not like you're going to work for, um, yeah, I don't know, some evil corporation that you might not want to work for. I guess that's the only situation maybe where you might not take, take um, a serious – pay rise but for 1.5 million dollars uh yeah man i i don't want to don't want to mention on air the things i do for 1.5 million dollars extra <laughs> on my salary uh let's get to another clip here let's get to uh jerome talking about benji and i guess this is what the purpose for this was was to clear clear everything up get everything out of the way and out of respect and courtesy for the year ahead, for my team and my teammates for 2024. Um, yeah, just wanted to get everything out of the way. So uh, without further ado, man, um, for 2025, I'll be heading to the West Tigers to continue my career. Um, obviously, the obvious reason was to, um, was a great opportunity for me to provide and create for my family, but um, also to create something for myself and I think that's, um, I've had a great connection with Benji and he sort of allowed me to, um, yeah, not yet, but we've just spoken about the future and, and what he sees in me and moving forward. So I'm really excited about it. About it. 
um, excited about the challenge as well. Um, like I've seen a few headlines about, you know, who would go from the top to the bottom sort of thing, and and it resonated with me just because um, I'm always backing myself to win no matter where I go, and um, I'm excited for the challenge, like I said, and hopefully I can bring that, that belief to the boys in 2025. As Benji being a, uh, he was fast-tracked, Lee Hajibantelis said that it was Tim Sheens was no longer needed and Benji had advanced to become a uh, a ready-made coach. But all jokes aside, the any criticisms you have of Benji being a rookie coach and that sort of thing, you can't deny that A, he's going to attract players like Jerome to come play for him. And I think the boys are actually going to go out and play play hard for him this year as well. Oh, absolutely. There's no denying the pulling power that Benji has. Like, um, he's potentially a future immortal of the game. Um, he's got a lot of, he's got a massive resume. Um, he was a talented kid who came through, played a lot of football, uh, provided a lot of highlights and just absolute sensational player that a lot of Pacifica kids, um, in particular, Kiwis looked up to. And it's just, it's a real, it's really awesome to see uh, how, players and the boys seem to be getting around him already. Um, things look really good at the club for the for the preseason. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing how the rest of preseason goes, how the team's looking come the trials. And yeah, like Benji, they're going to rip in for Benji. We saw that in the, um, the Dolphins game. Like we were, we were pretty outgunned in the Dolphins game, which was his first game properly in charge, even though we all know he was basically pulling the strings for a lot of games prior to that, probably most for most of the whole season. Um, but for his first official game, sort of in charge as like a caretaker or interim or whatever you'd want to call it, uh, the team the team really did rip in um, close closer than we would have liked it to be. But it was good to see, and yeah, I think there's a lot of upside there and a lot of potential. Um, it is going to take a while for him to find his groove, and but in saying that, he's got a lot of brilliant mentors. Like it's it's been made pretty obvious that he's going to he's going to be relying on. Um, Wayne Bennett a lot. Uh, he had experience being coached by Wayne Bennett and he's probably going to adapt his style a lot to how Wayne Bennett um, has coached his players. And yeah, I think there's a lot of potential there. What are your thoughts on the Benji connection, Rob? Uh, as I said earlier, Josh, it's it's huge. I don't think you'd be at our club um, without Benji Marshall being there. And let's face it, this is Benji's first big coup because when he was appointed as assistant coach, uh, you know, everyone said, you know, we players are going to flock to want to play under Benji and we really hadn't signed anyone of note. So this is a huge coup. I, I think also back on Jerome, I think, I mean, obviously you want to win as many premierships as you can, but I think also you need a new challenge every now and then. And I don't, I think the fact that Luai had more to do playing for Samoa and had that game management role, as well as utilising his his individual skills, I think that was an attraction as well to come to the Tigers. Mm. And and don't forget too, when Benji was a player, he had multiple uh, shoulder reconstructions. Uh, Tim Sheens, in my opinion, kind of wrongfully tried to change him into a game manager. And Benji did become a brilliant game manager, but when he became a great game manager, he lost that individual flair for a while till he, mm. till he re-got re it back in about 2010 and 11. So... I, I think Benji's probably the perfect guy knowing what it was like to transform from that individually brilliant player to a game manager. And I think he's the perfect guy for, for Luai to, you know, to, to adapt to that role at our club. And he knows exactly, Benji knows exactly what he wants. And I think Luai knows what that's going to be. And, and he's looking forward to the challenge and, 
you know, I'm looking forward to seeing how it all unfolds. Yeah, it's crazy. Back in the day, we had like Curtis Sirenen playing five eight with Benji at halfback. Um, Johnny Morris played a bit of six with him as well. Yeah. Uh, right. Our next comment here from Jerome. Let's do his uh, talking about the spicy comments from Ivan. Basically saying the things. The thing is, Rob's talking about there. Ivan saying that he can't. Really? Um, he wasn't Gang lying, you know. And uh, at the end of the day. Um, it is a risk to pay someone any amount of money of what you think they're going to be for your club. But like I said, man, I've, I've got full belief in, in what I do and what I can bring, and that, that all comes off the back of hard work. So um did shock me a bit, but he wasn't lying. As so that, that, that kind of works perfectly, what Rob was saying there. So, yeah, basically for those that did miss it, Ivan, before, when Jerome was kind of making the decision but came out, which is pretty weird and unexpected for, to talk about your current player, but basically said that he's unsure that he could be a game manager. And I guess whether or not he was playing 4D chess or something to try and tell Jerome, or well, you might leave and be a failure because you can't game manage or something. Very weird comment by Ivan. But as Rob said uh, in, yeah, playing for Samoa, he did it and, yeah, he's backing himself to do it. Yeah, and he, he really should back him because he was a big part of the reason why Samoa did as well in the World Cup as they did. Um, Ivan was well within his rights to say what he said. He probably shouldn't have. I still am of the belief that he probably shouldn't have said it. I think someone in the Discord said uh, or made a comparison between the NRL and the NBA where they apparently they can't talk about players that are in a contract year to try and devalue them or something along those lines. Um Tampering, that's what, yeah. Yeah, that's what that was, potentially. Um, not saying it was or wasn't, but it could have been. Mm. But, um, yeah, it, it's it's one of those things. Like, he, he now will have the chance to prove himself to see if he can lead the team. Um, as he said, he's basically going to be given the keys to the team. Um, and it's up to him what he does with those keys. If, he's, if he does what um, we know he, he could potentially be capable of or if he falls by the wayside. But, yeah. Obviously, like I said before, there's a lot of risk in what we're doing, but um, yeah, now it's up. It's going to be up to him to prove himself. Yeah, the, M- the NBA to go on that point as they have a lot of rules around that, but it's pretty funny because they obviously they don't do the year in advance. I think NRL might be the only code that you can sign a year ahead. So the NBA have a, literally strikes midnight uh, on a certain date in the off season. That's when you can. Uh, negotiate and sign with other teams. But literally every time it strikes midnight, you'll get uh, Woj on ESPN basically going, bang, uh, this player signed, this player signed. Like, literally the contracts are done at 12.01 that night and they all signed for new teams, Like even though they hadn't technically been able to negotiate with other teams before that literally that, um, that time. So somehow they negotiated them in one minute after midnight. It was just... Um, pretty funny. So yeah, people do bag out the the system signing thirteen months in what is not it be more? Wouldn't it be like what fifteen months ahead of the next season that you can technically sign with? We used to have the the windows and all that sort of thing, but at the end of the day, I don't know if there's a perfect system. I do kind of wish that you could do trades again. I think the NRL is one of the few 
codes that don't do trades like even i think soccer do trades don't they or is it a is it just a buyout clause or something um we've still got that mid-season period though where like guys you know go from club to club just like when that's, we got Naden that's a mid yeah that's yeah, mid-season yeah it's still yeah a trade, but, though. still a trade it's still possible yeah but um i don't know at the end of the day it's, it's modern sport players change teams all the time and if you want yeah Look, I think it's a better system than growing up in the 90s and Balmain and West were shit year after year and the likes of the Broncos and uh, Manly and Newcastle just dominated and won a Canberra in the early 90s as well, just won everything. And, yeah, the teams that didn't have any money didn't get the players. So we can't complain, even though our shit of a club has uh, somehow... In, in, it's, in a comp where half the comp, well, not quite half now, but it was half the comp, make the finals, and every team has the same amount of salary. We're somehow 12 years into a, a playoff drought. But um, look, not for long, not for long, hopefully. Uh, Josh, next... Josh, I just want to add, sure. I, I, think, I think with the benefit of hindsight, what Ivan Cleary said about Jerome Luai not being uh, the playmaker actually got, us, got him over the line with us. Because I, I think he would have relished that challenge. If, you know, besides the obvious that he was getting a lot more money mm. with us, I, I just think that really backfired. If that was a, a ploy to try and scare him into moving to our club, it obviously didn't work. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad Ivan Cleary said it because you know we, we've got the guy we were after. Yeah, and I guess Ivan, surely when he said that, he was just kind of realizing that he's going to go anyway, so he might as well say it like surely if you had any chance of keeping him you're not going to risk souring your relationship with him no but i think it was just a last ditch attempt josh it was just like yeah. a hail mary to, to try and change his mind and I, I don't know about you guys and i don't even remember who jerome luai was playing against but his debut which i think was on a friday night from memory was probably the best debut i've ever seen in my life out of any player i've ever seen and he was playing halfback that night so he can do it. Obviously, he doesn't have a strong kicking game like Nathan Cleary, but he can certainly do a job. And, you know, if anyone can be bothered uh, going to watch the tape yeah, of his very first game, he absolutely dominated. Scored tries, set up tries, kicked goals, just absolutely carved up the opposition. I'm just looking up that now. If you can talk for about 20 seconds, I reckon I can um, <laughs> bring that up. Oh, you can, you, you can have a look. I can't remember who it was, but I just remember it was the most dominant performance. He got man of the match. And I just remember thinking to myself, boy, I'd love to have this bloke at our club. And that's got to be at least maybe four or five years ago. And I think he actually got the start because Nathan was injured. So Nathan didn't play that night. So he didn't have a supporting cast there. But while you're looking that up, Josh, everyone's saying that yep. he's not going to be a good player without being around a superstar team. I don't think Penrith are a superstar team. I think they're, they're talented players that have worked their way up from the bottom. Like, if you asked me, say, four years ago, who would I prefer, Dane Laurie or, or Dylan Edwards? I would have said Dane Laurie. Like, Dylan Edwards has made himself the player he is. So has Brian Toto. So has Liam Martin. I actually think they're strike players, that the ones that are the stars are the ones that are actually leaving the club. Matt Burton, mm. Viliami Kikau, Jerome Luai. Like, yeah. they're stars, you know. So, uh, obviously, Nathan Cleary's still there and everything is built around Nathan Cleary. But, you know, I mean, they've got a 
great two great prop forwards, but I, I think they've established themselves as two of the best in the game. I don't think they were the best in the game. They've just they, they've just got a good culture there and a good development system, and and that's what mm. I'm hoping we can do at our club. So his debut was 2018 against the Knights. They won up in Newcastle 29-18. He came off the bench. James Tarmow was on the bench with him. The halves for that game. Uh, who wants to take a guess with the halves? It might, it might have been his first starting okay. game then, Josh. It wouldn't. It wouldn't. It yeah. wasn't off the bench because I remember the game was at Penrith Park, and so I, I don't like. I said it was a Friday night game from memory, and he started at halfback. And but I just can't. I can't for the life of me. I can't remember. I should have done some research before I, I came on the show. But I just remember watching him and thinking, "Wow, who the hell is this guy?" So the game but, but he, definitely he's, started. His second game was a game he first started. That was seven rounds later against the Warriors. They won thirty six to four. He did play at That's halfback, it. as you said. That's his halves part. Tyrone May was his uh, five eight. So um, yeah, they beat the Warriors thirty six to four. In in Penrith and, in that game, yeah, so that's the one. Yeah, uh, try to Dallin Botanis Lesniak at fullback. So yeah, there you go. Um, right, we'll go one last um, clip here. I just saw that Shanta. I did invite a uh, a Panthers fan to give their perspective on um, on their signing as well. We'll get get a view from the other side, but we'll just have one last listen to Jerome's presser here. I'm just trying to find which one. Here we go. It's big, man. Um, every year's big for any player. You know, they want to do great things, and um, I'm excited for the challenge ahead. I don't know what, what's in store. I've still got 24 to go through, and, um, you know, I'm just looking forward to getting the body right again. I'm, I'm still in rehab, so just trying to get the body right, but... Um, every year I'm walking into having the mindset of having my best year yet. So hopefully I have my best year yet and then 25 have a better year. So, so as a point that Rob made earlier, uh, Luai's age coming to us in his prime, he's talking about every year he's getting better. Look, for the first, what, three years of his contract with us, you could probably argue he can do that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think he's, what, uh, 26 maybe? I've got his player profile open because you guys wanted me to look at some stats. Um, yeah, he's 26. So his birthday is the 16th of January. So he's going to be 27 um, in a couple of weeks. He'll be 28 at the start of his five years with us. So 28, 29, 30. There's absolutely no reason why he couldn't um, continue to grow and improve as a player in that time. Uh, yeah. you, you look at the likes of some halves who were still playing pretty much at their peak in their early to mid thirties, like the, um, James Maloney. <laughs> yeah. The James his, Maloney's his the, predecessor. Um, the oh, Cooper Cooper Cronk won back-to-back premierships mm. on his last legs with the Roosters. Yeah, he did. So he's um, about 34, 35. Without a shell. Yeah. yeah. And he, and he was absolutely still playing at pretty much close to his best, um, yeah. in those later years of his career. Uh, so there's no reason why Jerome couldn't be the same. Anything to add to that, Rob, before we get to our, no, not Panthers not guess. not not at all. I, I think you know you just look at the fact that Benji Marshall himself wanted an extra year with our club before he went to South, and he was about thirty five or thirty six then. So if Jerome wants to, I mean, unless he cops a retirement contract from another club when he's thirty three, I mean, we could have Jerome for another ten years, really, not five. So he, he's mm. got plenty of football years ahead of him 
provided he stays, you know, healthy. Right, I'll bring Shunter in. So I thought to finish the show, we've talked all the uh, the Tigers' bias tonight. Um, I thought we'd get – he's literally got in his bio, Panthers fan. Um, Shunter, welcome making your debut on the Westlife podcast. Oh, thank you very much for inviting me on. Uh, so what are your thoughts with Jerome? Did you expect this? How long have you been expecting this to happen, basically, for him to leave? Maybe not necessarily the Tigers, but uh, did you suspect, basically knowing going into a contract year, that it might be the last year this year of him? I really didn't think so. I, I honestly did think that he was uh, he was going to stick around because uh, I... I feel like the club weren't expecting to lose um, Stephen Crichton. I think they were they were hopeful of retaining him, and then yeah, obviously ho- also hopeful of retaining Spencer Lenu. But losing both of them, I thought, oh, okay, well maybe they'll be able to retain Luai. But um, I think, yeah, it's really it's really funny. I think the thing that the first time that I thought he he might be uh, might be on the way out, or he might start seriously considering it was um when ivan cleary uh you know possibly still drunk from prezzo night started openly musing about how well hmm, yeah geez if someone was gonna offer jerome big money that's a bit of a risk and uh just started mm. talking like that and i was like what why are you doing that? <laughs> like it, it's it's just saying he's saying stuff that didn't really need to be said and uh yeah and we basically got well yeah i guess today in the press we got confirmation of that where uh, Jerome was saying, like, you know, like, there's no real hard feelings about it because he, uh, Jerome said, oh, he's you know, saying the truth. But um, yeah, he, re- yeah, for that to come from your coach to really like try and put the doubts on there, oh, yeah, we think Jerome knows what's best for him is to stay in Penrith. It's like, yeah, when you get someone who, you know, as we've seen, is so competitive, just for whatever anyone thinks about him, he is competitive. He really cares about winning. He hates losing. Sorry, go a bit crazy at the back end of origin when he's losing mm. he doesn't like it so yeah so yeah someone who's competitive like that of course it's gonna yeah he will seriously yeah that, that's what that's the first time i thought Ooh, okay well what's our offer going to be to him and given what has been said as well is he going to like want to show people that he can do it on his own out of the uh Penrith system and away from nathan cleary so yeah, once those com- that, that those comments were the first time where I seriously thought, oh, okay, yeah, we are, yeah, we might be in a bit of trouble here retaining him. So, yeah, do you think he can? You mentioned that, yeah, the things that Ivan are saying about him. We've talked about it earlier in, in the show about how he did it for Samoa. So, do you think he can get out of Cleary's wing and, um, yeah, and fly himself? Uh, I I do. I um I know it's not it's. I know I'm just being super optimistic because I really, I really like, um, I really like Will I, um, and I am very, very happy for him to have uh, to have landed this deal and um, and yeah for the Tigers to to have picked him up. Um, I think, yeah, I, I think he can do it. It's just got to as long as the as long as the Tigers can sort of find someone that's uh, or settle on a halves partner that's going to be complementary to his skill set. Like I've seen, oh god, I can't remember what talking head it was, but someone questioning the uh the contract uh which i think is which i think is fair pretty much fair value considering all the circumstances by the way like one point yeah like, for sure yeah that, and we know the tigers that. that we're gonna pay we're gonna pay overs to get 
But it's not Starling, there. Yeah, we talked about that earlier in the show. Yeah, yeah one point two. Not even that, not a, even that far over really, considering the changes in the cap. Well. Um, but yeah, I think want to acknowledge and respect right. all those clubs, eh, brother? Hundred percent. Yeah. Do you want to elaborate on that, brother? Did I play that? Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, come maybe. From. That's oh, ever since I think, yeah, I think that's coming from your end there, Josh. There's, there's been a lot of interest and. Yes. Ah oh, well. Anyway, thankfully he didn't go to the Bulldogs. I couldn't cop that. But <laughs> don't mind going to the ti- don't mind going to the Tigers though. That's that's fine. Uh, yeah, but I do think as long as the Tigers can settle on a Haas partner that's going to be complementary to his skill set, because um, I've seen uh, yeah, as I as I started saying before, I've seen some talking heads. I can't remember who, but saying like, oh well, what about how can you offer one point two million to a bloke who's never had to kick out of trouble in his own half? I'm like, well. He's not going to be kicking out of trouble. Someone else will be kicking out of trouble. They'll have someone with a long kicking game and stuff. You're bringing him in to do what he does well. So you're bringing him, yeah, you're bringing in him for his own skills. You're not going to try and, uh, no one's going to try and do the silly thing and uh, hopefully and pigeonhole him into like, oh, well, you're the you're the lead half now, so you're going to have to play like stereotypical like a halfback style, because it shouldn't matter. I mean, either they stuck him in the number seven, it doesn't really matter as long as he's allowed to play his own game and they've got someone with a complementary skill set. Obviously, no one's going to be to the level of uh, Nathan Cleary as a halves. No, no one is. Just, no, as long as you've got, but yeah, as long as they've got someone, yeah, halfway decent, like, you know, like a long kicking game and someone who's going to do a little bit of organization, you know, Jerome can still be like the dominant half. And I think, yeah, like, I think this, this is going to turn out to be fine for the Tigers. It's, um, yeah, and, we'll it's, take and that's it. it's a big swing. <laughs> oh, yeah, but no, that's it. It's a big, and it, yeah, it's the big swing that they had to take. And um, yeah, like I am honestly happy for like all parties involved. I mean, except Penrith because, well, you know, <laughs> I mean, like, like as much as people are like, oh, that's okay, we've still got Nathan, we can shove up or put Brad Schneider in the halves. Let's, let's just let Jerome go early. People, people are nuts. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I would be so, I'd be so devastated because uh, I saw rumors too. I think. Like a few weeks ago, there were rumours kicking around saying, um, "Oh, you know, well, if the Tigers were to let David Clemmer go to Penrith, and um, I want to be other young halves, I can't remember who." Galvin, yeah, Galvin. yeah, that's it. Mm. Mm. Said, "I'll oh, let them, let him go to let those two go to Penrith, and they can get Luai year early." Mm. Um, and I was thinking, like, no, don't do that because that I that that's it. I, don't that'd be punting on twenty twenty four for Penrith. Yeah, exactly. And you go for four premierships in a row. Yeah, that's that's it. So that mm. so yeah, but yes, look, I'm really happy for Luai and like really happy for the Tigers to to uh, land a real big fish like this. That um, mm. yeah, can yeah, as he, as you guys saying, he's in his he is in his prime and he can stick around and yeah, he can get a second contract there. He can he can be there for a long time, and it's a dude who's so used to winning, hates losing, and so you've got to hope that that um, that helps drive that that culture. And I mean, I mean, you saw with that, you've seen with happy Coruscant so far, all the stuff that got, that guy, all the tricks and stuff that he pulls out, just desperately trying to win, just does everything to win. And now you've got another guy who will be busting his ass to, to like, to win and to like bring the boys along with him. So yeah, I really, yeah, I really, I really like it for everyone, you know, except Penrith, but you know, three premierships, you can't sort of like cry too much for that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the new, new England mm. Patriots complaining about being, <laughs> Shit, this year when he won, Tom Brady won what six rings? Um, yeah, that's it. Uh, and they won uh, that about twenty times in a row. Yeah, mm. uh, Shanta, do you think this to get going another American sports analogy? Could this be a last dance for you guys this year? You are starting to lose a lot of big guns. 
Yeah, I, I, I think, I, I think so. I think this is a lot. Mm. Yeah, I mean, because look, obviously, yes, Luai in 2025 is a big loss. But uh, again, like losing uh, like Stephen Crichton for for this year is a huge is a huge piece as well. I mean, I was I, I deluded myself for you know half of last year at least, saying that's okay. He's a center. He, he's a center for us, but then he's mm. so much more than that. And so, so already it's already going to be a struggle this year losing, like really losing him because what he does out wide, and then and also having it being our last year with uh, with Luai. Um, yeah, unless uh, I, I don't I don't even know that they've got someone who's uh, just like I, I'm not sure who the clear cut successor to to luai is yet i'm I'm sure the club probably would have an idea but yeah i feel like this would be the um but this would be our last real crack at at a premiership and then it'll be like the um you know the the cliche with american sports no we're not rebuilding we're reloading i think (laughs) i think that's it i think the 2024 is our last proper like yeah we're going balls balls to the wall going for it uh, into uh, in terms of being able to actually get up there and make another grand mm. final, but yeah, I reckon twenty twenty five will probably be like a, a and yeah, however many years it takes just like a reloading thing until they mm. yeah figure out a new combination there. I think with your junior base and the best player, uh, my in my opinion, the best player in the world in Nathan Cleary, I think you'll be okay. You might you won't be like fucking around and making a grand final like in second gear like you are now. But I think I think Penrith, as long as Nathan Cleary for the rest of his career, if he's healthy, I think you guys will be uh okay. You got a good amount of talent coming behind him, which is um yeah, like Rob mentioned earlier, you didn't hear it, but we want to get to that sort of thing with our club as well. Like we've got the Campbelltown area, the Balmain areas, good ju- young juniors hopefully coming through as well. And we w- kinda want to set up what Penrith put it up out there, and that's yeah. what Chad promised us. Well, well, yeah, you've got the. Um, I mean, for all the, uh, I mean, all the uh, other unpleasantness with the the Pasco era, you at least got your, <laughs> um, you at least got like the 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 nice new like training facilities and stuff. So yeah, that's that that's a that's a plus. So uh, I don't yeah, know if that, you know that kind of thing. Thanks. Mm. I don't know if you know about our show, Shanta. We're we we were big fans of Justin Pasco. We we're sad to see him go. Ah, oh, yeah, I know. It's that's such a such a shame too. Yeah, he's had. Yeah. you know, it's really. I was really funny. I love. Oh man, I love. I love the Justin Pascoe grift though. You know, like I think he. What did uh, I think when he uh, it had to have been? I swear the timing. He was already out the door at Penrith, pretty much. Like, I, I swear he's already knowing he's going to the Tigers, and then he got to. You know, they sent him overseas on a junket to America. To like, you know. Learn to like you know go on like the, a nice cushy business trip on Penrith's dime, and then like very shortly thereafter was like signed with the Tigers. <laughs> but yes, now he's been he's been thieving and living for a while. But um, yeah, got boys. Any any questions for uh, Shanta before we wrap up here? Uh, not really, but yeah, just echoing what Shanta said. I mean. Look, Luai's come to us definitely for the money, number one. Um, I'll have you know, too, Shunter, if you weren't aware that Stephen Crichton's family, not not in Luai's case, but Stephen Crichton's family definitely pushed him to leave for the money. The, the money was so significant to go to Canterbury as opposed to what he was offered at Penrith um, that, yeah, he he sort of took the plunge and it was basically said, mate, we need, you know, we want you to take the money. Like, it's it's life-changing for our family. Hmm. 
and you gotta respect you gotta respect that too, especially with these guys. Like I I don't I don't begrudge any of them for leaving. Like any of them who like because I, I guess that's probably uh, I guess that's the the like part and parcel with like this ridiculous run that Penrith have been on, where it's like oh that's okay yeah go leave for the money. Whereas if um if we'd sort of uh, yeah like if we you know not gotten over the hump and we'd sort of be like you know, almost getting there and being you know if we were stuck in the if we were stuck sort of with like a chokers tag or something like that i'd be filthy every every bloke that wanted to leave but uh yeah no all these guys that yeah that are coming through all these young guys they get offered yeah like as you said life-changing money it's like well yeah just just take it man yeah shanta have you heard of any any rumors because i've just heard this one recently have you heard of any rumors where there's a little bit of uh, unrest within the club in terms of the Polynesian players and how their contracts get played out to let's just call them the non-Polynesian players. <laughs> I oh, no, I saw I saw the tweet. If that's what you're talking about, no, I don't know the tweet you're referring to. No, oh, okay, right, someone right. someone I, posted I that told, exact. Yeah, someone I, in the, I, in I, the I Discord that showed it. Yeah, why, why did why did Isaiah Yo? Uh, why did uh, Dylan Edwards, why did Liam Martin's contract, like they all got top dollar, nothing got played yeah. out in the media. And then the guys that you guys have lost, such as uh, Viliami Kikau, Stephen Crichton, uh, Jerome Luai, that's all been played out in the media. I- I've heard there's been a little bit of dissension within the ranks. I've actually heard too, and it was funny because obviously you saw Brian Toto wearing the Canterbury jersey yesterday, but I got told, I got told mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago that that Brian Toto was a little bit agitated, even though he's on a contract till 2027. So I'm just curious, have you heard any of those rumblings at all? I I actually haven't, no. But just thinking about it now that you have said it, I'm like, yeah, they really, yeah, the, the guys that, um, I guess that's, uh, I guess that's it. The guys that have stayed, the guys that have stayed um, and have been getting, uh, well, yeah, the guys that say, as you said, Yo, Edwards, and Martin, and that. Even I don't know, like you didn't. I guess you really didn't hear about other suitors for them. I suppose you know there wouldn't have been anything serious. Like it takes something serious for someone like uh, an Isaiah Yo to leave. But then again, look at you. I mean, like James Fisher Harris. Like he just got the he just got the bag and he stayed. And like Leota yeah. is another one who yeah, they, he just got the big money and stayed. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, there might. There might be look. There might be something to it, and it is a fun, it is a coincidence. Though. Yeah, as you, as you said, like a lot of the. Oh, I uh, think it's more coincidence, the, but it do, definitely is food for thought. Do, isn't it? Oh no, no, absolutely, absolutely, and but yeah, Toto was another one. His deal got sorted out. There was no, um, I think, I guess too, because he didn't really. I don't even think he made it off being off contract, and that's the thing. Like he, he didn't. I, I think it was just an extension, and like a lot of these guys are just extensions. They didn't make it to being off contract. Liam Martin, I think, was. I think he was off contract for 2020. Might have been off contract for 2024. I can't remember. But basically, he signed a one-year extension, but then he signed a multi-year deal after that. So there was yeah. a little bit with him. But uh, yeah, that, that's it. I had no, but I hadn't. Uh, I hadn't heard. I hadn't heard that though. So it's, uh, well, well ultimately, you can't criticize the Penrith management because it hasn't cost them a premiership. Like they, like you think about yeah. it now. I, I don't think you've ever really replaced replaced Appy Coruscant, and you won the premiership last year without him anyway. So, oh, that's they, they just figured they figured it out. They just it was so it, it was it was heartening. I remember watching those like the first few rounds, going like, oh geez, it's so it's so clunky, and then um they just they just figured it out. And if uh, uh oh, well, I'm just uh, and I'm yeah. Speaking of like the the hooking situation, I'm just glad that um. 
those hackers apparently mustn't have gotten Mitch Kenny in too much trouble. Haven't heard anything about his uh, <laughs> no, about his Instagram posts. So yeah, like, like yeah. unless unless the game evolves, Shunter, I, I think Penrith are going to be in the finals for the next six yeah, or seven years. I, I don't. I, I mean, whether they win premierships or not is another story. But as long as you got you know Nathan Cleary and Dylan Edwards and, and a strong forward pack, if the game doesn't change where it goes back to like 2005 and becomes, you know, a bit touch football-ish and stuff like that, I, I think mm. you'll be around for many years to come. So I, I think Penrith are in good hands and and, and they'll be a force. Just like the, the Roosters and Storms have, have made semifinals for so many years in a row, I think you guys are in that same boat right now. Mm. Yeah, it should uh, be like that, isn't it? One Penrith non-related thing, saw a few people asking in the comments, talking about uh, Justin Olam, talking about getting excited for, for centres, Chantel, a lot of our fan base are getting excited about uh, Justin Olam possibly coming. I'm hearing that's mm. pretty much going to happen for this year. So, oh. um, yeah, my my guy, Sean Bloor, um, yeah, I'm going to have to pour one out mm. in the gutter because he's oh, man. Heading, heading down Mexico way, unfortunately. Um, so was that actually? So yeah. was it actually a trade deal like that or was it sort of separate it's bit such, of business? That's what's, yeah, no, that's... Apparently, it was well, that's yeah, what they've been, been talking about, so long, hasn't it? Mm. Yeah, I think, um, by the sounds of it, it's going to happen. So, yep, if you yeah. see me crying on the internet, uh, you'll know why. No, that's uh, look, that's all right. I mean, if Bloor was going to leave, I would have hoped that he'd you know, he'd come home, come home, yeah, no, <laughs> but now he's gone even further away. So, yeah, that is sad. It's always sad when you know, talented young players go down to Melbourne. Yeah, it is. Yeah, fuck the storm. I agree. Um, yeah, anything else to add, boys? Before we yeah say goodbye until probably the uh, the trials kick up. Or we'll, yeah, get into uh, mid February. No, it's Two just things. good to have a bit of hope again, and and things are looking up onwards and upwards for the West Tigers. So uh, mm-hmm. I just think you know the whole there's a whole freshness about it now and. All you know, every every year we keep getting told new era, you know, new badges, new this, new that. It actually genuinely is a new era now. Like Benji is a, a head coach officially now. We've we've cleaned out front office. Uh, we're starting to make some good signings. So you know, like I said on the last episode, it might not get some short term success, but I, I think Shane Richardson is going to set up our future and and he'll put some people in place that will follow out a plan that he will map out. Yeah, he's hoping he's not a Russell Wilson situation for us. I know, Chantal, I, I haven't brought up Super Bowl 50 um, being a Panthers <laughs> fan, but fuck me, mm. this, the, the Broncos are becoming the West Tigers of the freaking NFL. I told you. I told you. Uh, right, if anyone uh, is out there, so yeah, as I said, we'll get into yeah two episodes a week and that sort of thing, some... Think of some ideas and fun things as the season comes up. Um, when we do, when do we play the Panthers? Can you think of the top of your head as when have we got the Panthers? Uh, Bathurst, it's, it's round, round nine, round nine in Bathurst yeah. again. Yeah, I think end it's of April uh, again. About is the it? same time as last year. So uh, yeah, I think it's a get... it's the week before um, Magic Round. I think so. It's like the first week, first or second weekend of um, May. Beautiful. So Santo, we'll have to get you on. Leading to that one, so anyone yeah, out there, out there if you again. do, if you do have friends that don't go for, go for the Tigers and go for someone else, I don't. But if you do know someone 
um, yeah, that supports the team that we're going to come up and play. Yeah, send them our way. Um, yeah, they can come on and help us preview the game. So, yeah, Shant, if you're available, come, yeah, uh, coming up in May, then yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh, and yeah. if anyone would like to, yeah, sponsor the show as well for this year, podcast at westlife.com, help us. Um, yeah, it'd be nice for this to become a full time job, but um, yeah, so we can make the show bigger and better as well. So, yeah, podcast at westlife.com. Shouts to our Discord, um, our Patreon members, patreon.com forward slash westlife. Um, Shanta, we end the show with a go. Tigs. Sorry, what's, what's sorry, Josh. Campus? Before you do that, I I, I did have a couple of um, things. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> that's all right. Uh, so just a couple. This quick happens questions every show. For... <laughs> <laughs> a couple quick questions for Shanta. Firstly, um, who's who do you think is the bigger loss for this year for you guys between uh, Crichton and Lenyu? Uh, yeah, Crichton for sure. It's uh, yeah, as I said before, I tried to delude myself last year to being like, oh, look, he, they, they, they're going to pay him as a fullback, he's, he's just a center for us. We can't, you know, offer him that much money, but then he's a bloody great defender. Um, I mean, we've seen in the big moments too, he, he's just made for the big moments. Like, it's, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a cliche thing, but he really is like, you know, seen him ball hawk so often. Um, just a great defender and yeah, I mean, you saw it, yeah, like towards the end of the grand final there um, where, you know, he started to, he started getting better at that, uh, getting the better of that matchup with the Katoni Stags and then, you know, ducked and weaved and late and, uh, and scored a try. He's just, yeah, just a big game player. And yeah, he's, yeah, he's like, a, I mean, I guess, yeah, paying a center that much money would have been a luxury. It's a luxury that Penrith just can't afford now. So I think he is, he's a bigger loss. Len you is an absolute psychopath and I love him, but yeah, Crichton's such a huge loss for this year. And I, and uh, yeah, it remains to be seen whether or not Taylor may plus a bit of extra muscle is going to, you know, do a serviceable enough job out there. So. Yes. Especially the way you use Crichton this year too, Shanta, because you played him left center, right center, just, you know, like from week to week, it just depended on who the opposing center was. He's that good defensively. Um, that you just like he was never permanently in one position. He, he was he's a great player. He's the best center in the game. It was, yeah, it's ridiculous. Like most of the time, you think like, oh bloody hell, we're chopping and changing combinations. It doesn't matter. It just did not make a difference. He no, was just always a high quality player. Just like imagine that. Yeah, having a chess piece like that, it's, it's insane. So yeah, it yeah, ruined a few of my same game multis, though, mate. That that, that really upset me a little <laughs> bit. Like, oh, that's because, okay. Yeah, because because like, oh, he's no, going to be left side. center. He'd be, he's going to be left center. That right oh. center can't tackle. Then I notice he's on the right center. Field. I'm like, what the hell are you doing there? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's yeah, that's it. Oh, but no, definitely, yeah, absolutely, bang on. He's uh, he's the he's the bigger loss this year, and that's the and that's the one. That's that's when it comes to the big the big games where you're going to need. You know that that defensive effort, or you're going to need a big play at some point. That's where I'm really concerned that yeah, yeah we might not have that. We might not have that kind of weapon. As was there one more? To yep, squeeze so out one one more question. Um, who do you think replaces Lenyu moving forward? Because that's that to me is like the one bit of I guess a blip in your forward pack now. Mm. Um. Yeah. That and that and again, this is why I. And this is why I was so puzzled with the, uh, the the talk about Clemmer. I thought, like, even if we, you know, there was something where we sort of swung like Clemmer our way, he's not the same. Not it's not the same 
sort of as the like the same role that Len Yu plays. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I I'm not sure that they have a replacement for Len Yu's actual role. Um, I dread I dread to think that we're going to start the season with like Matt Eisenhuth as a bench middle. <laughs> I don't think. I mean, I like, he's he's been he's he's he's, he's okay, but I'm not like yeah. I'm just thinking. I'm. I think. Um. I think Lee, uh, Liam Henry is. Um. He's. He's had a few. A uh, few cracks at first grade. So. Uh. Yeah. I think. Um. Because Lindsay Smith's. Uh. Got one of those bench middle spots locked down. And. Uh, yeah. So I think probably. Yeah. Probably Liam Henry. I think would take. Uh. The other. Um, well, I guess he's the hopeful that you would hope to kick up a, a gear this off season and. Yeah. Claim that other spot. It's quite funny the amount of Tigers going your way and Panthers coming back. You mentioned Eisenhuth, Luke Garner, Peachy, Dane Laurie. Yeah, you're filling up with uh, with our guys, Tiger, and we're, Tiger we're, we're taking taking. Yeah, we we got Charlie, Jerome, yes. um, and Appy now. So I just I just love the fact that um, like twice in our in our club's histories. We've had two different Dane Lorries transfer from the West Tigers to the Panthers. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's amazing. Well, th- well, yeah. this Dane Lorry's got a chance of maybe trying to take that five eighth spot in twenty twenty five. He's he'll definitely he'll definitely have a few games with um, Cleary being out for rep football. So yeah, maybe I'm, I'm really happy a, to get him back. Hmm. Yeah, maybe he can stake a claim because with the ball in his hand, he looked really good for us at five eight. You know, still defensively, I've yeah. I've got some concern, but he can certainly attack. Oh yeah, that's it. He's, yeah, per- yeah, he's no, the we'll, perfect we'll like, first drop. Um, and lastly, right uh, you guys wanted oh, me to look up okay. some stats. You guys wanted me to look up some stats earlier, so I did that. I found right, his yep. uh, player profile, uh, so to okay. give the fans something to be a little bit more excited about. So, in six seasons, I think that's six seasons. Yeah, six seasons. He's played 107 games. He's won 88 of them. So that's an 82 percent win ratio. Unreal. No tiger has ever ever had that. Uh, Obviously. He, scored, he scored 21 goals, uh, sorry, 21 tries, and he's also made 73 try assists, which is roughly about 0.7 try assists per game. Uh, for a number six who's been playing second fiddle to Nathan Cleary for the vast majority of those 107 games, I think those are some rather sensational numbers. For the West Tigers, did they average above 0.7 as a whole team last year of try assists? Game? Probably not. Maybe only just. Yeah. Um, righto. Now we can put a cap on the show. Just, just over bang on an hour. Not bad. We're uh, getting a little bit better at our non-Joe Rogan-like sized episodes. Thanks for everyone tuning in tonight, or the hundreds of you. Thanks to everyone listening back on audio. If you can, yeah. If you're listening on audio, please go to as Gussie. You would have missed, wouldn't have seen it because you were listening on audio. Gussie, our super fan, did bring up that we don't promote ourselves well enough. Please go to our YouTube, subscribe, like, notifications on. Um, and remember, I set up, if you go to westtigers.com.au, you can find links to all our stuff. So just the West Tigers website, minus ES, spell it incorrectly, and that's how you can find all of our stuff. Um, so West tigers.com.au and that'll yeah that'll be our link tree and that'll send you to yeah any um of our outlets so 
Big thank you, as Rob, as always, and Shanta. Yeah, this was literally last minute. You only, yeah, got back. I stupidly messaged you an hour before going on air and you got back to me um, after, yeah, being a dad, doing dad duties just before the show. And so, yeah, this was very much last minute. But, um, yeah, thank you very much for yeah joining us on the Westlife podcast. No worries at all. Uh, yeah, really appreciate the invite. So, yeah, thanks, guys. And boys, see you in February. And as always, go the Tigers. Go the Tigers. Go the Tigers. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Westlife podcast. Please follow us at Westlife Pod on Instagram and Twitter and facebook.com forward slash Westlife Pod. You can also support and take part in the show at patreon.com forward slash Westlife and give us a subscribe on YouTube and turn notifications on. We'll see you again next time on another episode of the West Life Podcast.